Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I'm your host, Shyway. Good to be back once again. Something I look forward to every single week is to just be able to sit down and nerd out about my favorite video game franchise for a freaking hour. It's an amazing time. So awesome to be here. I don't have any crazy news updates today, guys. One thing I do have, which is a pretty great announcement, is that we finally have audio versions of this show. So if you can't tune in or watch the episode on YouTube, you can actually listen to it on the iTunes podcast and on the Google Play podcast i guess on the google play store we're gonna have an actual like post for it on twitter but it's on hcsweekly.com go to hcsweekly.com you can listen to the audio versions of these episodes when you're on the go when you're at the gym and yes we will have it eventually on spotify just there's going to be a bit of a process to getting there but it'll be on spotify i know a lot of you people want it there as well anyway let's get into the interview we have today and of course i'm sure you guys saw that amazing highlight video i'm so excited to have this man on the stream a member of the hcs grassroots program he is so dedicated and, of course, very talented at Halo. Welcome, Uber Nick, to the channel. Hello. Hey there. What's up? How's it going? Are you doing? Not much, man. I'm doing great. Honestly, okay, a couple of things from that highlight montage. I love I love that clip when you're like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm the greatest Halo player, and then just lands a dirty <laughs> headshot no scope, and then serious like face to the clip. camera like, I'm the greatest <laughs> Halo player, and just laugh for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Dude, that, that was an amazing yeah. clip. And you can't stage that. That just has to like happen no. organically on Twitter. That's why it's yeah, so awesome. Sure. Also, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think I prefer bearded Uber Nick over uh, not bearded Uber Nick. <laughs> that was the worst yeah, mistake you... I've ever made in my life by like a long mile. Never, ever, ever would I want to go back to being beardless. I'm nearly there. Actually, I yeah. over trimmed my beard this morning. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm on the same like the same page as you. You will never see me clean shaven. My face is like very round, and my beard like shapes my face. <laughs> so I, sure. I constantly well, have one because then it just I lose like three years. Anyway, a um, lot of things I want to talk to you about today, man. You've got such a history in content creation, so really excited to you know to hear your take on on these things. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. And this is something that I love doing with content creators. Is I did this with Vetoed. I go all the way back to your first ever video on your channel, and in Yikes. this case, it was Halo Four. Uh, Halo 4 gameplay, I think you went 41 and 6. And something really interesting that you said in your commentary was that this is actually the eighth channel that you've made. So take me all the way back here, man. How did it begin? When, what got you to pull the trigger on YouTube? And then how did you get the motivation to just stop, restart, stop, restart over and over eight times? All right. So my YouTube history goes back a long time. Nearing, it's about 10 years now, actually, which is kind of insane. Like 10 years ago, my videos were yeah. like Windows Movie Maker like my my top five favorite games and then <laughs> i would just like are. through like <laughs> mine would like right. throw together just like like slides of like what my favorite games were and then obviously i got a capture card in 2010 and the reason i started was because me and my friends just loved like call of duty montages uh, way back in the day so right. we were like these are cool I want, we want to make these so we all started you know getting into that i was terrible at call of duty i could never hit clips so i soon realized that that wasn't really for me i was more of like a mm -hmm. commentator than a montage clip hitter in cod anyway that was just not right. for me so uh started in 2010 my first channel was called uber nick tv and uh okay. well my first proper channel i guess and i uploaded that for about a year and then i kind of got sick of just doing whatever i was doing i guess i was kind of like i'm over this but in my brain i wasn't just like i didn't think at the time i could just upload different videos i was like well if i'm going to do different content i need a brand new channel for this so i started a new okay. channel that was called mr uber nick so I hopped from Call of Duty commentaries <laughs> to doing Skyrim tutorial videos. So it was uh -huh. quite the switch. And then about six months later, I was like, hmm, 
I hate the name Mr. Ubernick. So then I made a new channel because right. I disliked the name. And uh, I can't remember. It was something like I'm Ubernick or something like or I Ubernick, something like that. <laughs> Basically, all of my channels have always, they've always been Ubernick in some form. It was never just Ubernick. Right. It was I'm Ubernick, Mr. Ubernick, I Ubernick, whatever. So I bounced from channel to channel, basically doing every game you could think of. I was a Minecraft YouTuber at one point. I did GTA wow. at one point. Just everything you could think of. And then in 2014, I finally landed on, a, well, I didn't land on a, basically my first ever commentary that I ever made, which was back in 2009. It never got uploaded though, because my computer right. wasn't able to uh, <laughs> render the video, but I made it. It was a Halo Reach commentary. Okay. And uh, then in 2014, my friends were like, why don't you come play some Halo with us? You know, why don't you come back to Halo? Because I'd been away from it for a couple of years. I started making videos on it. So in 2014, in January, I made my current channel, which I just called Uber Nick. And I started making Halo content from there. So it just kind of took me a while to really find what type of videos I really loved. And it was Halo in the end that kind of brought me back because I first played Halo in 2008. But it took me six years to kind of figure out that making Halo YouTube videos was my real kind of passion, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I can't disagree. Like Halo is an amazing game. So it's good that you finally landed on Halo. So it was always Uber Nick. So I, I guess why Uber Nick? When did you come up with that name Uber Nick? I guess you, you really wanted to stick with it the whole way through. So in 2009, my first my first ever YouTube channel full stop. I didn't really upload any content on it really. It was called The Super Nick TV. That was the name of it. Um, okay. So whenever I was thinking of my of my YouTube channel name back at the time, my first ever gamer tag was Ginger Ninja 556. Um, ginger ninja <laughs> <laughs> but i spelled the ninja wrong i'll not say it because it looks microsoft forced me to change that gamer tag because i misspelled ninja in a rather terrible way wow uh, <laughs> wow that's a hell of a way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i got on xbox wow, i got on xbox yeah. one day and they're like you have to change your gamer tag because it didn't wasn't intentional it was a complete accident but basically the, it was a right. g instead of a j but whatever um and then whenever i went to do youtube i thought to myself i don't want to have some weird like fake persona online i want to have nick in the name in some way but i need to think of some right. like cool way to present it so i kind of thought nick 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 what what goes in nick so then i came up with super the super nick so that was kind of like my first attempt at it mm -hmm. i guess and then one day i was like hmm, super super isn't cool enough I'm, I'm cooler than just being super so then i want to upgrade the word super and then i <laughs> find the word uber and i was like uber nick that has like a really cool like ring to it i, I don't yeah. know and like word uber i think it's german it means like I don't know. Like basically means super, but just better. So Ubernick is okay. kind of where, where I landed on. That's pretty cool. And then even like the connotations associated with Uber is just like you know extra, more like like hype in a way. Like you can kind of relate it to so many other you know aspects of of just being or, energetic and yeah. Or as I've learned, it's also a very popular taxi service. So no, I don't drive for Uber. Or <laughs> <while> you wonder? <laughs> no, I don't. Are you not spot? You should. You're gonna have to get an Uber sponsor at at some point. Yeah. I said that, that on a million subscribers on YouTube. I'll sign up for Uber and vlog my first ever trip. So whatever happens, yeah. I'll, I'll do that for a video. Oh, that that would be awesome. Okay, one thing I gotta do real quick, Tony. I know Tony is uh, is annoying me on Discord right now because apparently I'm super orange, guys. Uh, let me see if I can make myself less less orange. Tony, you gotta you gotta work with me here. I, that, that's I look, it. Oh, too, I too look super blue. pale. Is that okay? I'm not sure. Alex is cool enough. It's all good. We're good. All right. Apparently, I'm not. I can't be orange on stream. 
there's a, there's a, there's a problem with that. <laughs> okay. So, so with the content, this, this is like a 10 year grind basically. And then you finally get onto mm -hmm. the, the halo channel and even that, you know, you're there for five years. How do you keep up that motivation? Was there ever like a point where you, you felt like giving up or you, you wanted to stop or let me know. So I started in 2014, like early, it just actually turned my five year anniversary of making halo content there. Um, mm -hmm. but I started in the, like middle of Halo 4, like that's where I started making content. So obviously that was a bit of a, that's probably the, the roughest time Halo has ever had because Halo 4 right. was a very controversial right, game right. in the community. So mm -hmm. there wasn't like that many YouTubers, like a big Halo YouTube channel at that time was, you know, there was nobody like out there with a couple hundred thousand. There was nobody with even, right. you know, tens of thousands. It was like a handful of thousand subscribers was considered a pretty good channel then. Damn. So yeah. the growth was just minuscule, but back then I, yeah. I was still in college or whatever. I, I didn't, you know, wasn't tr wasn't necessarily trying to do it as a job. I just did it because I, I loved just making videos. Um, so the growth was really, really slow for the first year or so. And then the end of 2014, the MCC came out and I was like, all right, this is it. Like this is the, you know, a new, well, new-ish Halo game coming out so I can hopefully right. do something with this. But obviously MCC came out, it was broken at launch. So that was kind of like, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, a hard time for sure but i still just right. loved halo so i was like all right i'll just carry on through it so then i carried on making videos for the next year the halo 5 beta came out and then october 2015 halo 5 launched and i was like all right right time to really take advantage of this new halo game coming out so whenever halo 5 launched i had 500 subscribers basically on the day it came out um so a few months passed and then in december of 2015 i'd got up to a thousand subscribers so i doubled my channel but my growth was overall right. quite slow. And then in January of 2016, I was like, like, is there any point in me doing this? Like I've been doing this for so many years now. I really just right, right. don't know if I have it in me to keep going because it's been such a long time. This new game has come out and I still haven't popped off with it. You know, am I just not cut out for mm -hmm. doing YouTube? And then I don't know. I just I, I was my upload spree was like very like sporadic, like only a few times a week. And I was just kind of really off with it for a while. And then I don't know, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess I just woke up one day and something had just like flicked in my brain. I, I was just like, you know, I've done this for so many years. There's no way I'm just going to stop. You know what I mean? I put so much right. time into it. There's no way I'm just going to just let it all go because, you know, it's been a little bit slow for so long. So then something flicked in my brain and I'm like, I'm going to set these goals in my brain. And I'm not going to stop until I get them. So I think my first goal was to get into this YouTube network where you needed to get like 3000 views a month or something to get into it. I was like the, okay. the baseline for it. So I started uploading every two days. I was really starting to pump out content. I was starting to make thumbnails for every video because I hadn't been doing that before. So I started working right. like just way, way harder than what I had before. So within like three weeks of me kind of setting this little goal, I had applied for that YouTube network and I got into it. And my growth had started to go up a little bit for the first time ever. And then from there, I just started making better videos. I started getting better ideas. And from that little light switch that little you know bulb in my head kind of going off I, I finally started getting a little bit of growth so that was the closest i've ever come to quitting i was like like i was really on the the edge of just you know completely jumping off youtube but right to keep going and it went up from there yeah i mean that that's actually pretty incredible because i was gonna say like three years into that channel so you started in 2014 up until you know like 2016 2017 you only had like 2500 subscribers you're doing a 2500 sub q a and then two years later you're now at 53,000. so that's pretty amazing the fact that you said like something clicked 
and you decided to start setting goals, honestly, anybody in the mm -hmm. chat who's watching, who's a YouTuber, myself included, like set actionable goals that you can actually follow through on. And, and I think that's such yeah. an amazing way to to improve your channel and to continue pushing out content. It gives you a reason to stay motivated, right? So exactly, I, yeah. I like that. You know, your, your back's against the wall. What do I do? Kind of reassess how badly you want to succeed in YouTube. And I guess you decided this is what I want to do. I'm going to set goals and follow through. And and there you go, 53,000 subscribers. You're you're becoming a pretty big shot in the, in the Halo community right now. So that's amazing, <laughs> man. Was there ever like a specific point where you're like, damn, I am increasing really fast? Was it something to do with Halo 5 or? Yeah. Um... As a YouTuber, the, the best feeling as a YouTuber is whenever you have an idea, like a video idea, and you go out and make that, upload it, and then you kind of put it out there, and then you see that idea like really pop off because you're like, damn, okay, right. like this all this work is is really working for me because mm. like I've had a few of those happen, but the first one, the the most important, I would say this is this is quite a long story if you don't mind, <laughs> but Dude, the most important. I, I got all day. I don't know about you guys in the chat, but uh, the most, join me on this. The most <laughs> pivotal moment of my YouTube career happened in 2016 as well. It, like without this moment, I wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at right now. So it's kind of one of those moments okay. where it's like if I had not decided to make this video, my life would be completely different right now, which is kind of terrifying, but also quite cool at the same time. So in 2016, I had a full-time job. I worked in an office. I absolutely hated it. It sucked. I would go in every day. I would have no work to do. It was just like, just a grind basically of just doing nothing all day. Right. So I went in uh, in about August of 2016 and they told me basically there's no work for you. Like we just, we're not busy enough to, you know, justify like, to keep you on. So I'm like, all right. I was kind of like bummed out, but also quite happy because it gave me a reason to kind of go out there and find something that I actually enjoyed doing. And all this time I'd still be doing YouTube. I'd, I think I just right. like, I don't know, less than 2,000 subscribers or maybe just over 2,000 subscribers whenever I, I got laid off. But I was also working on a, a CSGO YouTube channel with some of my friends. I was an editor on the channel and it had started to like pop off. Like it had started to really blow up and I get like a couple of like tens of thousands of subscribers. So I was editing videos on that channel, making some money from those videos. So at that point, I had actually started to make, not like it was like no money. It was nothing big. It was like maybe like $100 a month or something like that. Uh, from this okay. channel but i'd find a way to make some form of income from youtube and uh, i didn't even stream or anything at this stage so then i got laid off in august and they basically give me two months of uh severance pay which is basically okay. two months pay to kind of find yourself get yourself back in the back in your feet without having yeah. to worry about money so i said to my parents because i live with my parents i said give me these two months just give me two months to try and make youtube into something you know let me let me just work on this for two months straight with no distractions um my relationship at the time had ended so i was just like i was fully focused on making this yes. work i was yeah. like this is in my final shot if this doesn't work then it's this is like the end basically so two months pass september turned into my best month ever and i had gained like 900 subscribers in that month alone so i had mm -hmm. just under 3,000 subscribers i might be a little bit off with my numbers but it was around that and then in october okay. i had this idea or saw this thing on twitter basically call of duty infinite warfare looked like it was taking a lot of ideas from halo i'm like damn like this could be a pretty interesting video to make because obviously i'm super into halo there's a lot of comparisons here so i was like why not make this into a, a bit of a video comparing all the similarities so this is way different from any of the videos that i had ever made before but it was october it was my final month to make something work so it was either this video works or nothing at all so i was right. willing to make whatever type of video i could make so this video together basically comparing all the differences between infinite warfare and halo um, i uploaded it it did okay it got like a you know 2000 views in the first like day or two which was really good for me at the time 
And I'm like, right. okay, like this is okay. A few days pass, boom, it blew up. It absolutely nice. exploded. The video has like over like like nearly four hundred thousand or about four hundred thousand views now. But in October, it completely exploded. <laughs> so my channel went from like I don't know, I think it was like three or four thousand subscribers to like seven thousand by the end of October. Wow. And then obviously, exactly. once you have any kind of like boom on youtube you got you just got to keep uploading keep up with that momentum so by, by the end of 2016 i'd got myself to 10,000 subscribers so like that 2016 was like the most important like youtube year of my life because if i hadn't uploaded that video my channel wouldn't have popped off and i wouldn't have got that kind of the you know the ball rolling basically with my channel and then in yeah. early 2017 i had another idea and that just blew up even more so than that one so i managed to keep the ball or rolling and then yeah it's just all went from there that's amazing honestly and you gave yourself an ultimatum i think that's such an important thing to consider guys is sometimes when you have something you want to achieve and you tell people really important to you like your parents that this is something i'm going to do within this this time frame then it, it gives you it's it's more than just you doing it for yourself you're doing it for the other people that you're trying to prove that you can you know you can see with basically so that that whole ultimatum type thing i think really pushed you forward and the fact that you were done with the job mm. and you had no girlfriend at the time like i i can i've can emphasize, I guess, with the situation because I've been in a situation like that in my life and it allowed me to get into, you know, YouTube and into commentary and gaming in the first place. So I think that's that's awesome that you're able to, you know, carry that over and that video succeeded and, and now here we are. Mm. So, so damn, man, I, I love these stories. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like then, my favorite uh, story to tell people. So, yeah, that's literally like the origin story. That's something you remember forever, like years down the yeah. line. It's like, man, if it wasn't for that video, like think about like the alternate timeline, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's terrifying to think about. Where would I be? Exactly. <laughs> I, hate I hate the thought of that because it's so scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I know exactly how you feel. Um, so okay, so now you've been creating content for about ten years, uh, and then what keeps you coming back to Halo specifically? I guess you got these successful videos, of course, but I remember in your twenty-four hour stream, you're talking about community is such an important part. Tell me a bit about that. Um, I mean, the first time I ever played Halo, which was two thousand eight, which was Halo three. I actually hated the game. I really could not stand. Halo 3 at all, but the only reason was because I played Ooh. the campaign on a heroic difficulty, which was too hard for me. So I was like, this game's too hard, I hate it. So I put it down. A few months later, I come back to it and then lowered the difficulty and I, I loved it. But the reason why I just, I don't know. I mean, other games are great and all. Like, I love other games. Like, I just play Halo and nothing else. But I think the reason why I enjoy Halo so much content-wise is because I feel like the community is so unique to other communities. I feel like everyone is just so passionate about the franchise it's not just oh i enjoy halo it's like i genuinely love this franchise and everything about it whether that be the right. lore the gameplay the forge like whatever you can think of like everyone has their own specific part of the game or games that they absolutely adore and i i think, I think it's so cool and i love being able to tap into each and every aspect of that with my videos and my content and just kind of mm -hmm. being involved it's just it's just being involved with a community that you're actually really passionate about is just like the best feeling so whenever i make a video it's cool that i get to share what i enjoy about the franchise with other people that you know maybe don't look into that you know some people might just love campaign but enjoy my videos because it's a look into multiplayer that they don't ever experience themselves or right. something like that so it's just really cool being able to be part of a community that has such different things about it that you can enjoy if that makes sense 
Completely. Yeah. No. And I, I like that you brought that up. It's just that diversity in the community, right? As Halo being such a massive franchise, there's so many reasons to love it, right? Whether it's the campaign or the lore in the game or the books created out of the campaign. It's like the Star Wars basically on, on Xbox. It's a massive franchise. You could be strictly yeah. in competitive multiplayer or casually play multiplayer. And there's exactly. so many different facets to it. And, and one of the biggest things, like you said, is that everybody is so incredibly passionate about the games, about the direction of the franchise, about every little thing about it. And, and sometimes I think that's amazing. But sometimes it also goes a little too far. It can be a little toxic at times. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was for this sure. one tweet. Yeah, there was this one tweet that you had posted about a comment on your channel that was absolutely horrible. And I just want to throw that up. Uh, this is literally the worst comment I've ever seen. So, Tony, you actually, what you're going to have to do is scroll it or something or change the image that you've given me because I cannot uh, read the full comment. He says no. Okay, well, <laughs> you, you <laughs> gave the first half of the tweet. I need to read the comment. Can you do it? Can you can you fix it? This comment has awful ang language. Okay, he's he's correct. It has awful language. Let's just start with the, the first part. But yeah, you can see I, I hated your face. One of the faces of the community has gotten so bad that it, yeah. Anyway, I don't even want to read it out loud. You guys can see even from that first half of the tweet there. This is a pretty negative comment. It doesn't get any better from there. It actually gets a lot worse. So Tony, we'll uh, we'll switch it off. Uh, so like this this is such a troubling thing to see in our community and and I'm sure you've experienced haters before so I'm just wondering how do you how do you deal with it have you had issues with haters in the past and, and how do you keep on truck and stay confident despite you know certain members in the community um I mean I get a lot of comments on my videos and you know I read through all my comments like you know as any, any other youtuber does but 99.9 percent .9 of them are always positive or something related to the right. video and then I was Obviously, there's always that one person who kind of just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I feel like I try and keep my videos pretty clean cut. I don't try and be too crazy with my opinions. Like, you know, I don't want to trigger someone or, you know, step on anyone's right. toes. I just, you know, try and stay pretty neutral or whatever. Obviously, there's some people, whether it be jealousy or they just feel like they deserve to be in a certain position, but they're not. And they see me and think I don't deserve to be there or whatever. It could be for a billion different reasons, but... Someone drops comment yeah. like that one. I don't ever, you know, interact with these comments. You know, you see a hate comment, you either block it, move on, just forget about it. There's no point in giving that right. person, you know, any attention whatsoever because they just don't deserve it. You know, why give a hate or attention compared to someone who, you know, is saying something nice about your video? But with right. that one, it was just, it kind of, it was just so shocking to see this amount of almost like hatred just for me as a person because of right. my enjoyment. Because the entire comment basically, was about how this person hates me because I support 343's, you know, games like Halo 4 and 5, and all he, he dislikes them, and then he hopes I, you know, get in a car wreck. So how that, or the, how that comment ended. And I was just like, damn, yeah. like, this person, this person hates, hates the idea of me supporting this franchise so much that he was willing to comment something so brutal towards me as someone who is just, you know, I just enjoy video games. And the end of the day, I'm just a guy online that enjoys playing games. But this man, or this right. whatever, I don't know. <clears throat> felt too strongly towards it that he felt the need to say that to some random person online. Um, yeah. But for the most part, you know, I just, I always just remember there's people out there that just, you know, my, co my content can either cheer them up or give them a laugh or whatever. I get so many messages from people being like, hey, Nick, your videos literally make my day. Or, you know, I was depressed for a long time and your videos were the only thing that kept me happy. Like, I just always think about those comments and those messages because, yep. you know, if I, have the, if I have the ability to help those people out, then you know, nothing will stop me, not even some guy telling me that he dislikes me because I enjoy Halo 5. And the end of the day, that's completely irrelevant to me. So it's so whatever. Let him uh, yeah. let him cry about it, and I can just keep on entertaining the people that enjoy my stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly, man. Like ignore the haters and focus on the positive. And that's exactly what you're doing. And I think that's that's the biggest yeah. thing to, to focus on here. And it, it's just upsetting because, uh, you know, toxicity like that will never get anything anywhere. Like you're never going to make 343 change their opinions about the next Halo if that's yeah, how you exactly. talk. Or, you know yeah, what I mean? Like I, exactly. I think that gonna... like I, I understand where some of these haters are coming from, but you like, come on, guys, let's let's come up with an actual argument and, and you know, be respectful. Yeah. And, and hopefully we can transition to the franchise in a way that we hope for. And honestly, I think th- yeah. recently... 343 has been doing a lot of good things. So I agree. Or people I see on Twitter, like replying to a tweet from an employee or whatever, it's being like, fix your broken game, like, or whatever, or just coming up them like really aggressive. It's like, you know, how is it, how is it an employee or any, like in whatever franchise, whatever game, whatever business ever, nobody is ever going to respect someone's opinion who just comes at you basically all sideways instead of respectfully saying, hello, I have this issue with whatever. Maybe you could try this, or this is my opinion or whatever. Like, a lot right, of people exactly. in the community always just go for the the attacking right with things and it, it just it's never never gonna be a way to do it. You always have to be like show respect. Even if you don't agree or don't like something, you always gotta show respect first. Yeah, absolutely agree. So there are a couple of haters here and there, but like you said about, you know, focusing on the positive and the positive comments, you have some incredibly dedicated fans. And there's actually someone out there who has a tattoo with your name <laughs> on it. Tony, can we can we see the picture? This is an interesting tattoo, and I'm sure you've had to talk about this before. Uber Nick is my god. Uh, you don't come back from that. <laughs> That's a hell of a statement right there. Uh, is there a story behind the tattoo, or do you happen to know the, the user or anything about it? Yeah, I, I know the guy that got that tattoo quite well. He's uh, been around my community for a long time. He's actually someone that makes content himself. And uh, okay. he DM'd me probably like a month or two before he got it. He's like, hey, Nick, uh, you know, I'm thinking about getting this. My first response was just like, "Don't, please, don't do, do not it. get that tattooed <laughs> on your body. I will, I will be, I oh, feel man. so bad if you got that done to yourself." Right. Um, but at first, I didn't really understand. I, I, I he, got, he wanted to do it as a joke. Obviously, he doesn't actually think I'm as god. He, he thought it would be hilarious. But I'm like, uh-huh. "You're gonna regret that. You really are." But he explained <clears> to me <throat> that he's just gonna do it because he thinks it's absolutely hilarious and that. In the future, he'll most likely get it covered up with another tattoo, which is what a lot of people do with tattoos. So I kind of came around with the idea, you know, a part of me can't help but think it's really, really cool that someone has my name tattooed on their arm. For I don't sure. know. It's just like, yeah. how many people can say they have so- their name tattooed on someone's arm? But besides that, I don't ever condone someone getting my name tattooed on them. It's just with this guy <laughs> in particular, I know him quite well. I know that he'll probably get it covered up in the future at some stage so it's not going to be like a permanent thing it's not going to be some 80 year, year old man walking around with ubernick is my god on his arm you have to explain that right. to his grandkids so it's just it's basically just a meme i guess it's just a joke it's nothing too serious yeah um so yeah it was pretty funny well the joke you know it was a statement for sure um <laughs> yeah but uh, i mean yeah like he, he could cover it up against it, it is funny though and, and i i agree with you on the fandom side of it is it's nice to have people who are so willing to support you that they will go through such you know great links even if it is a joke i i think that's a pretty amazing thing and no ubernick does not condone getting tattoos of his name on your body guys okay he's not saying you directly on your forehead right forehead or nothing okay so i'm saying <laughs> or, unless it's directly on your forehead exactly <laughs> Um, okay, so let's um, let's get into this because, uh, like, recently with HCS Grassroots and everything, you've been building such a strong relationship with three four three, and you were the one of the first people who were selected to be part of this HCS Grassroots program. So, first off, man, congratulations for that. That is amazing. And tell me a bit about like how this came to be and what your experience has been as a part of HCS Grassroots so far. 
Okay, so I think it was about late November time. Tashi just hit me up in the DM and he was like, hey, um, can we get a call? I want to like chat to you about something. And I was like, okay, why does Tashi want to call me? Because I had no idea. So then he calls me and he basically explains, you know, what the grassroots stuff is. He kind of explains what their plan is with it. And I'm like, I'm totally down. Like, oh yeah. And if anything, I, I felt like very honored that uh, I was one of the first four people that, you know, they were interested right. in getting in because... I don't know. I feel like since I have been making Halo content for so long, getting asked something like that is the most like the most gratifying feeling in the world because it feels like all your hard work, well, all my hard work, I guess, for the past nearly five years at that point was just like it was worth something. It was actually, you know, they, they appreciated all the time I'd put in. So it was just a really, really nice right. feeling getting asked to be a part of that. So then I think in I think it was like December, it was announced or something like that. And it was just like mm. the coolest thing. The amount of people that were super happy for me and just basically just congratulating me for being a part of this, this program was just it was the coolest thing ever. And also the other three guys that are in it with me are all super, super talented themselves. So yeah, shout out to the production man and needed. All great guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like an, an amazing initiative. I think it's, you know, it's great that they have you on as well. And there's nothing says make more content, like the company of the game, like telling you to make more content basically by having you as part of this, this program. So yeah, I think it's an amazing sure. initiative that they can finally, you know, celebrate some of these great content creators and encourage that you make more content and also build a closer relationship with the community and help you do that by, you know, giving grassroots skins and uh, and other tweets and updates and things like that. I know you've been posting a bunch of grassroots skin giveaways. And those get a lot mm -hmm. of likes and retweets. So it's a great yeah, way to crazy. You know, generate publicity. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, One of the reasons why I love the grassroots so much as well is because I feel like for a long time, well, basically forever with Halo, there was never real any real incentive as a content creator. You know, you see other right. game companies partnering with their content creators, like flying them out to events or whatever. So now the grassroots is a thing that, you know, I see people on Twitch all the time with their titles as grassroots grind or whatever, or, you know, yes. trying to get in grassroots. Basically, it's it's really cool to see people feeling like they have something to work towards instead of just, I'm streaming Halo today and that's it. And there's actually something like a light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. So it's really cool. Yeah. That's a huge thing is, is so many people are worried about viewership on Halo and its popularity at this moment in time. And it's like Halo overall as a franchise is still massive and it's still run by Microsoft and 343. And, and the fact that they've created these programs to incentivize that you, you know, you play more, you have something to grind towards. It really motivates people, even in the kind of darker times when games aren't quite as popular and, and we're mm. waiting for Halo Infinite and stuff like that. It's, it's great to have a reason to keep grinding something to look forward to. So yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, and and I mean, speaking of of amazing initiatives that came from HCS Grassroots, is we have the Invitational coming up, and they recently announced that you will be heading over to Austin, Texas, I believe, right, to uh, to stream in a booth with Vetoed and Action Man, which is amazing. That sounds so awesome. So so tell me, like, are you excited? And then can you share any details about this experience? Do you know anything about what this is going to be like, like like what your booth might be like? Anything? I mean, I'm definitely not excited whatsoever. If anything, I just can't really uh, be, I'm joking. Obviously, I'm super- If you want to like, give it to I'm, me, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm beyond yeah. stoked. Like, it's being flown to an event. It's not even the idea of being flown to an event. It's just kind of like what that means, I guess. Something I've been working towards right. for my entire, like, YouTube career at this point. You know, as, as a 15-year-old starting off, I would always see these YouTubers that I would love watching being flown off to events and whatever. And I, was, I always thought to myself, like, that'd be so cool if I could ever- get that for myself you know that's kind of like the big goal as a content creator to kind of get yourself into these kind of situations so as soon as i was told as soon as i was told that you know we have this opportunity i was just like over the moon it's it's probably the one of the coolest things to ever happen to me 
from this whole YouTube streaming thing. So I was super excited. And from what I know, when we get there, there's going to be like a, like a Halo booth set up uh, alongside the Invitational. And there's going to be like streaming setups for, uh, for me and the other guys to kind of stream live from the event. There's going to be like a big BTV match that gets played. So we're going to be in that right, right, right. with other people in attendance. Oh, nice. So it's going to be a really cool time. Yeah, I wonder how they have it set up. If you have like your booth and then there's like a live audience like viewing type thing, like specifically for the booths. I don't like I'm really curious to see how they they decide to set it up. It'd be really cool. I'm not entirely sure of the setup myself. I'm yet to, you know, see that myself. Um we've not really right. been taught exactly how the setup is, but I'm presuming there will be, you know, it's gonna be like in a booth. So I'm presuming people will be able to walk in and kind of like see us streaming and stuff like that. And we'll be able to interact with nice. people that are around really, really easily. So it's gonna be really cool. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, definitely incentive to to keep grinding and to make tons of content until you get there. And then, so we we still don't really know when the next Halo game is coming out, though. We got kind of like a hiatus here. What do you, where do you see your content headed with the next year? Like, do you plan to continue like Super Halo dedicated, or are you going to try to branch out a little bit? Or I mean, probably with Halo Infinite, I would assume you just kind of prep for that. Um, I mean. I mean, I presume Halo Infinite will be out until 2020. That's that's my guess at this point. So we don't know anything for sure, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you know, as someone who does this as their you know full time job, you know, I need to make an need to make an income somehow. So Halo will always be my number one. You know, I'll always be a, a Halo content creator first, first and foremost. But you know, I'm willing to look at other games to make content on. I'm not opposed to uploading other stuff. I do it every so often, but. The end of the day, I always will be a Halo guy. That'll always be my home. But yeah, every so often, I'll, I'll upload a different game or restream a different game. But you know, I'll always, always stay true to Halo. I'll never, never, ever leave this franchise whatsoever. Yeah, happy to have you, man. And one thing I'm praying for is that they hopefully, and this is just me praying here, that they hopefully have a beta by the end of 2019. So then that at least gives like They're tons gonna have of the, content uh, opportunities. Yeah. They're going to have the flighting yeah. tests. So they've already announced the flighting tests that are going to be going on. So basically oh, okay. like a way to test the game with the community, kind of like MCC at the flooding tests. So uh, right. those will happen with Halo Infinite. And I'm pretty sure they're happening this year. So at the very least, we should be able to play the game this year to some degree. So yeah. that's, that's all I'm hoping for at this stage. You know, obviously, I want them to take their time with it. So even though 2020 Definitely. is so far away, as a content creator, it sucks. It sucks. As a Halo fan, it's it's for the better because the game will come out even better. Right. Exactly. And and hopefully if we have something to, to chew on by the end of 2019, then at least that helps us yeah. out with content and it keeps things going steady. So I, I and I completely agree. If, if they got to take a long time on it, they got to take a long time. If that means crafting the best ever Halo game, because I, I feel like their opportunity is bigger now than they've ever had with the Halo franchise to to really pop off. So so really looking forward to what happens there. Um, but let's talk about Halo Infinite a little bit as well. Uh, as somebody who's so passionately invested in the Halo franchise, you have been for a while. What are some of the biggest things you want to see in Halo Infinite? Maybe we just do like a couple of the things. And I'm sure if the chat has any questions, they'll they'll ask some too soon. Uh, what I want to see in Halo Infinite? Uh, it's no lie, or it's no you know question that the Halo Five campaign was pretty weak. I'm not oh, for sure not the biggest lore person. You know, I'm definitely more of a multiplayer guy, but I still really do enjoy playing the campaigns a lot. In the Halo games, so I hope uh, Halo Infinite has a better campaign. This that's like the first and foremost. But with multiplayer, uh, I'm a big BTB player. That's kind of like where I where I sit. I know uh, there's probably a lot of like competitive players watching right now. I, I enjoy and I love Halo esports, but for myself, I just I don't love right. playing it that much. You know, every so often I would jump in, but for the most part, I'm more of a, like a casual player, I guess. So 
BTB mm-hmm. has a lot more of a, a focus on it, I guess. I hope they, you know, actually make the maps themselves instead of just using Forge. You know, Forge is great and all, but you can't beat having a, you know, a exactly. created map by the developer themselves. So really hope for that. When it comes to gameplay and stuff, that's like a really tough question to answer because I, I love Halo 3 is my overall favorite Halo game. You know, I love how Halo 3 okay. plays, but I also love Halo 5. and I, I love how that plays. Besides Spartan Charge, that can go Spartan Charge like off the cliff. So <laughs> I don't know how they're going to mix it. I have no idea how 343 are going to go forward with the game. Uh, it's going to be really difficult for them to kind of find that mix because obviously they want to please classic fans. And they also need to please these like newer fans that they've you know basically spent the last however many years developing. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be people that have just played um, Halo Five and never really played Halo Three or any of the other games before that. So it's going to be really difficult for them to kind of find that correct mixture. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So much uh, to deal with, especially, yeah, like the gameplay perspective is the hardest thing too. And I, I don't think they'll go further advanced at this point. Like no. I can't see them go no. farther that direction. They know enough to to bring it back. So it's just what kind of a hybrid of the two are we going to see? Are they going to go all the way back? You know, so it, it is interesting. And and it, it is like, you know, thankfully, I, I feel like the community does have a much greater involvement in this decision than they ever have. So Hopefully that's molded and shaped even throughout the beta and, and beyond. But you were saying BTB is, is, and that's one thing I completely agree with, is BTB kind of got like sideswiped in Halo 5. They didn't yeah. really have it for a while. And then they just brought in all these Forge maps, which were kind of subpar in comparison to what we could have had if they had just you know focused on BTB. Instead, we had yeah. Warzone. So what did you think of Warzone? Is that something that you would want to play again in a future iteration of Halo? Should that be scrapped completely? Or like, what were big issues with it? Or I'm sure there's something they could do with the foundation they built to create something awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, Warzone for me is such a such a weird subject because without Warzone, I wouldn't be where I am at right now because Warzone right. was such yeah. a, a central point for like all of my biggest videos were all Warzone challenges. That's where I, you know, really found my kind of basis for my content. Warzone Warzone challenges was where I really popped off, I guess, in 2017. Right. Um so like <clears throat> It's just a game mode, but I literally do a Warzone, like my YouTube channel at this point. So I, I would hate to see it just get completely scrapped because I think the idea of Warzone is fantastic. I think the actual basis of that game mode is super, super cool. Having these two massive teams being able to charge at each other with these crazy weapons and vehicles and just kind of have a blast in that sense. But the problem with Warzone, the core issue is that if you go against a team that is so much better than you, it's going to turn into the worst game of your life because you just get fried. Right, right. And being just locked into your base and just getting killed repeatedly over and over and over again until they eventually get a thousand points is just the most mind-numbingly just worst game of all time. And I'm sure there are so many players that have stopped playing Halo 5 because of this reason, because they just hated having this done to them. You know, it's been done to me numerous times. You know, people would hunt me down on stream and make sure they do this. That's actually the reason why I don't even play Warzone at all anymore, because I'm just, I just don't want to ever have to experience that again. But I think if they find a way to kind of get around this whole farming issue with warzone it could be a really really great game game type but i don't know exactly how they could do that you know maybe they could spawn in enemies that could try and retake bases out in the map or something like that so they'd be forced to move away from you know attacking the enemy or something like that but warzone is a really good idea it just needs to be worked on a little bit more to you know be very as as good as it could be i guess yeah it it can be tough with 
so much like halo being so massive because warzone takes focus away from other game types and modes and stuff but they had a lot of really cool ideas like with like enemy ai's inclusion and yeah and the fact that you can you know spawn up and ride in vehicles with friends and things like that there's a lot a lot that was cool about it but yeah like you said is is teams would just milk the system and and basically yeah. just you know keep you locked in your base and, and just try to farm stuff which that's a big problem too mm-hmm. but you also can't deny the whole the thing like not only you as a youtuber but pingy and and so many other youtubers literally created and grew a successful yeah. channel just simply because yeah. of warzone and because of requisitions a, and stuff yeah, like that a, so it does yeah. it does bring viewership and reason to play yeah. as a content creator warzone was the best thing that ever happened to halo in my opinion as a like yeah. from the youtube side of things um i think warzone really give content creators on the more casual side this is just casual i'm talking not competitive on the casual side right. of things that really give people like myself uh like a platform and a way to really play something to expand an audience because doing like rec showcases and stuff like that were just so yeah. so widely popular it's just it was just so insane because like what really popped off for me initially was a thing called the first time using series where i looked at what was popular at the time and i saw that people loved watching uh rec showcase videos so then i was like well right i could do this but i i want to kind of put my own personality something that's always been really important is personality first and then gameplay second so right. I made my first time using series, which was basically me using a weapon in Warzone for the first time and getting my first real reaction. Every single first time using episode is 100% real. I actually never, like it yeah. took me years to complete that series, but I made sure that wow. I did not use certain weapons just for that series because uh, I wanted to keep it as, as real as possible. So that was the first series to ever really work for me. And it was probably, I'd say it was probably one of the best ideas that I've ever had on my YouTube channel. So I would love to see something like that return with infinite because from a content creator standpoint it was top notch yeah that's exactly it like as a content creator from a standpoint of like building a community that's so helpful for communities and i know people are like they always kind of hold their breath when they hear anything to do with like microtransactions rec packs stuff like that where you have to pay money and you open up packs and it it brought viewership it's it's tough it could be done in the right way though because we see the fortnite formula for example where there's so many like things you can buy like customization options or or Mm -hmm. clothes or battle passes or whatever i mean you can include stuff like that in halo if they do it in the right way and halo has so much lore it's got so much to work with and that would build a community at the same time so i I think there is a right way to do it in fortnite i started fortnite uh, warzone kind of built the framework for it what do you think about the idea of something like a battle royale in in halo infinite you think that would work um a lot of people hate the idea of this and i think they hate it just because it's popular i don't think they actually look at the gameplay side of things i'm a huge battle royale fan like PUBG is my favorite battle royale game personally but i appreciate fortnite i love blackout as well so I'm a Battle Royale fan. I appreciate it a lot. I think the idea of a Halo one would be insane. You know, dropping down from the from the sky as right. an ODST and then like jumping out. It'd just be the sickest thing in the world. Like that, that to me would be like the best thing ever. But a lot of people Seriously. don't like it because it's popular. I feel like they're just like, oh, they're just following the trend. But you know, every game has a Slayer game mode. Every game has an, a whatever. Like every game looks at what is popular game mode wise and they have their own iteration of that. So I don't see what the real difference the br game mode being in the halo is you know it's not like the entire game would just turn into one br thing it's just another slice of the game that you would have the option to play so i think it'd be awesome i think i'm totally yeah totally for that 
Yeah, you and uh, honestly, I think a lot of people agree from that aspect. As long as it's not pulling away from the core things in Halo that we expect yeah. to see in competitive and all of that, then I think it could be a, an amazing thing, like for content creation, for entertainment, just everybody. Th there's always one big war game type of some sort in Halo. We don't know what it's going to be, yeah. and I'm sure Battle Royale is something that's going to influence whatever that decision is, but I'm excited to see what it is. I think that is always valuable in Halo. Uh, but at this point, I've exhausted pretty much uh, everything I wanted to know. <laughs> From, uh, from you in the interview, but I want to know what the viewers want to know uh, at this point. If we got a couple questions here, uh, Luango Pro, who is actually the host of the CSGO UGC uh, episodes or whatever. I don't know why I'm butchering <laughs> that announcement, but he says, uh, please ask Shyway where his grandmother got that sweater. I ripped it right out of the <laughs> closet from her home and put it on, and it happened to fit me, and I find that it yeah, kind of like, it suits you? you know, like it, it hugs the right places. So I was like, grandma, can I, can I keep it? And she said, yes, no, honestly, I got this from H and M dude. Is it, is it that bad? I feel like if I stand up oh, it looks good. and you see like it, it, you see it in its full form. <laughs> yeah. But you're also on the other end of the chat. So I, you know, he's, he's <laughs> behind the keyboard, right? He can say whatever he wants. You, you, you got to keep it civil or I get mad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, literally one says, uh, I have a question for Nick, uh, under, or which underappreciated Halo YouTuber or YouTuber in general uh, do you like to recommend? Hmm. Let me think here. Kevin Cool X. He does a fantastic job. Yes. I think Kevin does a really, really good job. He's very dedicated. He uh, is always on top of any new update or any little bit of information. But he doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't do it in a like a super. He does clickbait, but everyone clickbaits a little bit. He always makes a joke about that, sure. but uh kevin if you're in the chat dude <laughs> uh but kevin i think does a fantastic job of of covering like everything new with halo in a very well organized matter he, he does it in a, in a really really good way uh you as well this isn't me sucking up at all but i think you do a great job with your content <laughs> you. so there's there's a lot of people out there i think that do a really really solid job with their stuff but uh like you and kevin for sure you guys do a great job Totally agree on the Kevin shout out. Kevin, I, I have a feeling you're probably in the chat because like, honestly, like you said, he's he's super dedicated. Yeah, he's he's like, yeah, man, he's such a great member of the community. So guys, Kevin, if there's any way you can even put your YouTube in the chat, like go ahead and do it. And you guys go hit the subscribe button. I actually button, met Kevin in, uh, in September there when I wrote the packs. It was really cool. Nice. Yeah, and I have yet to meet this guy. We actually played together a little while ago, but uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, we have yet to meet Hopefully at an event. Soon. Hopefully that happens one day. Yeah. Uh, vetoed in the chat. Vetoed, man. Nice to see you. Uh, Nick, bigger BTB or Warzone? Uh, I think I would have to go with bigger BTB. There's always been like a like an idea in my mind where I'd like to see like this absolutely massive game mode in Halo that is just like ridiculous, like a 32-32 player like two versus 32 player <laughs> yeah like something crazy like battlefield kind of size where you know you have scarabs in the map you have pelicans like these massive vehicles that you can get around the map in with your with your team i think that'll be the most badass thing in the world i think i would absolutely love that yeah. so bigger btb i would be i would be totally for it i think that would that would be so sick I think that's safe too, because you're not worried about so many other things. Like in Warzone, it's like, oh, there's three bases splitting up the action. Mm -hmm. There's like, there's bosses, there's other objectives, but this is just like Slayer, 50 v 50 yeah. BTB. Yeah, like, it'd just be just run in wild, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it would be intense for sure. Uh, we got Lizard King TMB for Ubernick. Uh, every Halo game has its special mode that shows off uh that shows it off ie warzone any thoughts on what halo infinite will have to offer as i guess the special mode um, kind of touched on a little 
Well, I think I think definitely, as we said before, Battle Royale is going to have some kind of impact on that decision. You know, there's no ignoring how popular Battle Royale is, and I think it would be quite stupid of 343 to ignore that. You know, as much as they want to do their own thing, they also, you know, they're, they're a company that needs to keep up with the with the trends to some degree, you know, without, you know, completely copying. So I think it'll probably have something to do with BR. I'd be, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. You know, it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be a complete heel Battle Royale, but maybe something along those lines, maybe their own a little spin on it i would i would see that happening for sure yeah i could see them pulling like inspiration from it for sure um okay and here's a question that i actually forgot to ask and uh and tony remind me so we'll say it's tony's question uh by the way you have amazing thumbnails this is one thing that i wanted to point out is uh tony throw up the the picture of the thumbnails that you have here some of these are so incredible man like how are these done because i'm i'm noticing like animations from spartans that are just completely impossible like tony show that other one by the way it looks <laughs> like he's grabbing the foot and pulling it into his nuts it <laughs> looks like he wants to be kicked there i don't i don't know who uh who decided on the, the hand grabbing the foot <laughs> animation there. And then you've got it like spinning the rec card. Like that, that is, you can't just take a screenshot of that in the middle of a Halo game and, and make that work. Like that has to be rendered in some unique way. So how, how exactly do these thumbnails come about? So I was really lucky to meet this person called Bailey in like super late 2016, I think. And uh, she is like, she has played such a massive role with uh, my YouTube. Like she helps me out so so much, and uh, she's the one that actually makes all these thumbnails. I make a lot of my thumbnails, but any of the really like, how is that Spartan doing that? Like if you ever look at one of those, that's made by her. So she basically has like a like a three D model of my character in Halo Five, um, that she can like pose in any direction, waveform wow. that she wants. So it's a program <laughs> called Source Filmmaker where she basically poses the Spartan. Makes a little green screen, puts it in Photoshop, and then you know creates these basically masterpieces. So without her, my thumbnail game would be way, way down. So she she is the yeah. magic maker. She is the one that does everything in that regard. So I do owe her quite a lot whenever it comes to the thumbnail game. Because obviously thumbnails are a massive part of any YouTube video. So I, I'm very lucky to have her kind of in the back help me out. You said it was uh Bailey? Yeah. Bailey was the name? Shout outs to Bailey. Does she have uh, her commissions open or is this like an exclusive Uber Nick? It's kind of like she does for some people. I don't know if she necessarily wants to open her commissions to everyone, but you know, certain people she would do it for. So it's kind of like on a, on a per person basis kind of. Yeah. I mean, the result, like you said, like masterpiece, just being able to the mold this, the Spartan any way you want that, that ends yeah. up with some like really epic thumbnails. So For you sure. definitely, your channel is, is immediately recognizable because of those thumbnails as well, especially like the consistent border that you have around it. Like yeah. it's a really great aspect to like why I think people would click those videos. You know, it's an Uber Nick video right away. Um, and then we have uh Crusadrian OB2. Uh, when did you decide to become a ginger? Um, factual. It was a uh, it was a couple months before I was born. Um, I guess my genes were like, all right, what color are you gonna have next? So it was between brown and ginger for a long time, but ginger just kind of pulled the lead, and that's you know how I turned out. I actually love being ginger though. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. I'm a I'm a six foot like four a ginger. <laughs> oh damn! Seriously? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it wasn't I'm like very, a like very... a Minority Report style option select. I was gonna say like in the womb, just like <laughs> would you like to be blonde, ginger? And you chose ginger and six four too. Like yeah. fifteen years, I would like to be six foot four. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> from a comedy standpoint, it helps you out. So I, I think it's a good thing. 
Um, sure. So we got uh, Stagnate. Uh, Nick, DMR or Sniper? I would say the Sniper. Sniper is my favorite weapon to use in Halo. It's just it's too satisfying. Pulling off a clean headshot, so I would say for sure the Sniper Rifle. Yeah, okay. Sniper it is. Uh, I wonder what they're going to do with the Sniper in the next game as well, because there's so much magnetism uh, on the current one, yeah. especially those clips that you have with the... Um, the, what's it called? The powered up sniper rifle. Why am I? Why is the name Nor- escaping me? The one that Nornfang. That like the the magnetism or something on that makes it super easy to just like the Nornfang is like the entire team. It's so fun. I have I'm a sure, clip. Though. Yeah, I have a clip where I got a, a killing error with the Nornfang, and I was super hyped at the time. But whenever I go back and look at that clip, I'm like, this isn't like that impressive. It's this really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the gun is like ridiculous. Like anyway, it, it it would be so much fun to use though. So I get the point. But anyway, um, Tony says by B. I did not read that one referring to the ginger question. Honestly, I don't really mind the <laughs> troll questions either. I think they're a fun time. Uh, where do you see your channel in the next five years? That's a pretty big question. Uh, this is by I mean, Stagnate as well. My goal for the end of this year is a hundred thousand subscribers. That's what I, I really want to try and pull off. That's like the really big goal. If I do that, I'm not sure, but I'll try my best. My current big goal for anything overall is trying to get a Twitch partnership. I've been trying to get that for the longest time, and I'm the closest I've ever come to getting a partner uh, at any point in my, my Twitch streaming career, so I'm hoping to pull that one off somewhat soon. Getting it before the uh, the Austin event in March would be really cool, but that's my current big goal. But just keep making content, keep growing, just keep everything on the up is just what I want to try and do, and just make sure I go into Halo Infinite next year with uh, a stronger channel and community as I can. Yeah, I mean, with Halo Infinite coming out, 100,000 subscribers in five years, I, I think you're going to hit that easy, man. Um, as far yeah. as the partner goes, it's always nice to see that even in the Halo 5 community, you're upholding like 150 live viewers at the same time or something in a community that like we struggle to hit 100. Like anybody really struggles to hit 100. You're always always over 100. So uh, amazing to see that. And, uh, Very lucky. The community is the best. Yeah, man. I mean, it definitely, you know, holds uh, holds people, you know, onto Halo 5 and, and keeps them interested. We have some creeps in the chat. Um, <laughs> do we? We might. I don't I can't even see the chat right now. I want to see some creeps in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to open like the Twitch. I just worry that it's going to mess with my internet connection or something. And then I'm, I, I yeah. don't know, last thing I need is like lag. Um, fat base or fat bass, uh, UGC, what is it actually like making content? I know that a lot of people think of it as being a dream job but i'm sure uh as is with everything in life there are a ton of drawbacks um doing youtube is always kind of like my, my dream you know what i mean since i was like 15 whenever i started you know i, I knew that this is something i'd be really you know interested in doing as my job but there is a lot more that goes into it than just i mean probably the most quoted thing most you know most sad thing to me is probably oh i wish i could play video games for a living and i think to myself right. like that, i also wish i could do that because YouTube is a lot more than just playing video games. I probably play, I play a lot less video games than what people expect, uh, what right. they probably think. You know, if I'm streaming, that's when I do most of my gaming. If I'm not streaming, I'll probably spend about 30 to 40 minutes recording a video. I spend well over an hour, two hours, depending on the video, editing it. And then if I'm not doing that, I'm out trying to get away because if I spend so much time just gaming, just like in a monitor, I'll probably go insane. So, yeah. Know. As much as I love making videos, it, it does get quite stressful, especially if you have a video idea, you make it, and then the video flops. And it's just like, damn, you know, I put a lot of work in that video, it's terrible. And then, you know, if you don't try hard yeah. in a video, that's the one that normally blows up for you. So it's, it's kind of like a, a mental balance <laughs> at all times. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree with you on, on the struggle. And, and that's the thing about like gaming too, is, is all of your gaming is basically ends up happening on the live stream because you, you know, you can't afford to spend that time being a normal gamer. It's time wasted that could be spent put towards editing or something exactly. else. Or like you said, even just trying to have a life. So it's like, yeah, you're gaming for a living, I guess, but like your actual, like if you're an actual gamer and you enjoy the privacy and just being able to get sucked into the world of video game, you can't really do that anymore on your own time because you're so invested yeah. in, in your job. So right. That's probably, like one poll, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Probably the, the worst part about doing YouTube and streaming is if I am playing game off stream or not recording, in the back of my head, I always think, should I be recording this? Right. You know, what if something funny happens? Right. You know, it's always like, with no matter what game it is, I always think I need to probably record this in case a funny clip for YouTube happens. And it kind of, it doesn't ruin gaming, but it definitely, it, it puts a bit of like a, like a lock onto everything you're doing because you're always thinking about the YouTube side of things and the potential. Right, right. And on top of the fact that it's like Uber Nick is like who you are to the point where like you're Uber Nick more than your Nick, if that makes sense. So it's like, mm. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but just constantly like reassessing yourself and like the kind of the mental toll that it can take on trying to be this this type of person that you think your viewers want you to be, if that makes sense. Like you are yourself, mm. but you're kind of a an animated, this is how it is for me. And I'm still new to the space, but it's like, I want to be a specific type of person when it comes to making my content and doing it in an effective way. But that type of mm -hmm. person isn't always who I naturally am. So it's it can be hard to constantly almost like change like a chameleon or something. And it can take a mental toll <laughs> on you and you can, you know, at times feel kind of depressed and feel like things aren't going well. And it's it's a, definitely a mental battle. I don't know if you ever experienced stuff like that, but I, it's I, try, and, I try and, I try and, I try and stay, you know, in my content, I try and be as, as real as I can. Obviously, if I'm making a YouTube right. video, I'm a lot more enthusiastic because I'm sitting there right. being like, hey, guys, Nick here playing some Halo. That's, that's boring. So I need to be a little bit more energetic um, with that. But for the most part, I, I like to be as, as real as I can, especially with my stream. You know, people that watch my stream a lot, you know, they've seen basically every emotion come from me. You know, I, I laugh until I cry sometimes. I cry because I'm sad. I cry whatever. Like, they have seen every aspect of myself as a person on my stream. but like I'm happy to share that because, you know, it's kind of like whenever I look at streaming or my stream anyway, some people like to put a bit of a, an act on or whatever. But with me, it's kind of like I, I like the idea that whenever I'm streaming, it's just like I'm kind of streaming and it's part of my friends just hang out with me. That's kind of how I feel whenever I stream. So that's exactly. kind of like environment I try and make whenever I'm creating any kind of content, you know, just me kind of having a good time with Yellow. So, yeah, so I go for kind it. of getting over those getting over those jitters of like, you know, am I, am I being, you know, entertaining or funny or am I saying silly things or whatever, just kind of, you know, being comfortable being you and knowing that your mm -hmm. viewers love you for you. And, and you can just do that. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's like one of the best realizations to have for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Kevin cool. And there he is in the chat, uh, willing to throw out Warzone for BR mode. Uh, we're kind of getting a lot of these ones, but we'll hit you with it one more time. Would you throw out Warzone in place of a battle royale? Um, it, it depends on the long-term content. Warzone, I think, long-term. Actually, I don't know. That's kind of a hard question. Both are good in their own ways. I can see the content for Warzone, you know, a newer iteration of Warzone being really good. But at the same time, I'd be totally down to see, like, a whole new idea for Halo come in. You know, I don't want to play the same things over and over again. You know, I'm definitely in the boat where right. I never want to see a... I never want to see a Halo 3 remake simply because... I play Halo 3, you know, I've done that. I want to see something fresh. I like with the game remakes in, in general, and you know, I'm not totally a big fan of them because I feel like I'd rather always want to experience something brand new than just going back to something I played as a child. You know, I totally see why right. they're fun and I enjoy them, but right. I'd always want to play something new. So 
it'll be R. I would like to say that for sure. And if I had to choose that over Warzone, I, I guess I would. Yeah, and I think if you're worried about like you know new creative content, once again, I guess if they follow that kind of Fortnite system and continuously update and add features, like the new season of Fortnite has like airplanes or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. So like they they add constant reasons to come back to it and incentivize playing and make the experience feel kind of fresh. So I, yeah. I'm sure they can do something like that with Halo, considering all there is to work with, especially if you pull in like Halo Wars. Like Halo Wars has so many incredible vehicles and things that just aren't yeah, for utilized. Sure. In, in the actual Halo like main franchise game. So I think there's a lot that they can do to continue to innovate and, and keep things fresh, uh, even if it is just BR for the most part. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Legotron 10, my question is, when do you think MCC will come to PC? Will it come to PC even? I don't know. MCC on PC. Uh, that was something that definitely needs to happen. I think if it never came to PC, it would be one of the biggest crimes in gaming, full stop. You know, the MCC is obviously... Yeah. There's a lot of controversy around it, but I think what they've done with it over the past, you know, whatever, six months or whatever has been incredible. I love the MCC. Uh, yeah. It's it's probably like some of the most enjoy, like I've never, it's probably some of the most enjoyment I've had from gaming in a, in a long time, even though it released in such a bad state nowadays, it's it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. So I think yeah. it'd be such a shame if PC fans, because I'm sure there's so many PC players out there that loved Halo 3 whenever it came out and obviously moved from console to PC and kind of never got the chance to play Halo again. So MCC needs to come to PC. If it's going to happen, it'll have to be this year, I think. You know, obviously 2020 will be, will be Halo Infinite, so they're not going to want to have MCC and Infinite competing with each other uh, to any degree. Right. So right. I think it'll probably be this year if it is ever going to be a certain time. So I don't know, maybe E3, something like that, but we'll see. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really sure what kind of resources the studio has to to do both things, but if they are able to somehow put MCC on PC before Infinite comes out, that would be such an amazing draw, like from the PC community to invite them into the new game before the new game even comes out. I think that would yeah. be so amazing. And there's nothing like Infinite's, having just one yeah. package with all the games, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like Infinite is confirmed for PC, so it'd be a great way to kind of right, exactly. reintroduce a lot of players back into Halo before this new game comes out. You know, there's so many people out there that... Yeah. You know, they've never technically finished the fight, so giving them that chance to <laughs> on Halo 4, even though Halo 4 is a bit of a controversial game. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought the campaign was great, so obviously I think it's only fair that PC players get that chance as well. Yeah, it's undeniable that, you know, regardless of whether or not the, the bulk of the fan base really liked it, I think every single one of those titles are like amazing AAA games, like they're quality games through and through. So having that on PC, I think, would, would be awesome. And, and hopefully that brings in a whole new community when the next game comes out which we know will be on PC. Yeah. so this is our uh, our last question from mugsy how's it going mugsy nice to see you in the <clears> chat uh can you beat mugsy in a halo 1v1 put you on the spot dude <sighs> see it's not even fair to ask me this because it'll be so easy for me that it just it would, man, it, we had we had this discussion we actually i met i met him back uh, at pax in september and we, we talked about it and for some reason he thinks he could win but I just, it would never happen, dude. Like, I just, I don't know why you have this weird idea in your head that you think you could win. Just, it'll have to happen at some stage and I'll, I'll have to prove you. I mean, Muggsy, come on. You're, you're on HCS social media now. You got tons of responsibilities. How do you have time for Halo? You're going to be rusty. Uber Nick just came off a hot match in Halo. You can, you can take you to 1v1, man. You got you to keep yeah, grinding exactly. in the background, hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, that does close out our, our Twitch questions and I guess all, all the questions I have. For my interview today, I think the last thing would be just uh, where can we find you everywhere online? I'm sure everybody knows, but feel free to shout out all your channels or any shout outs you want to do. 
all of my stuff is just Ubernick besides my Twitter, which annoys me to this day. But my Twitter is Ubernick underscore, which you can see just below my head, I guess. But everything social media wise is just Ubernick. So if you want to check me out, I would appreciate it. Um, yeah, I appreciate being on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on, man. And I think it's just like the ninja thing, man. If you you continue to succeed in YouTube and Twitch and you build up your your recognition, you can get the the real Uber nickname at some point in the future, I'm sure too. So hopefully on dude. Twitter, that's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> that's, the, that's the goal. That's one of the one of the goals you guys set. Yeah, that's like so. my main like overarching goal. Once I get that, I can quit. I'm done. You're done. Like you did it. You made it. So uh, we're gonna mm-hmm. Uber Nick is grinding for the official Twitter name. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, man. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you online. Thank you for having me on. For sure, for sure. Okay, that closes our, our interview today. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed everything in that interview. Pretty extensive, I think. I managed to pull together like 15 questions for him. So, so awesome that we could have all that answered. A lot of great just dis- discussion topics. Remember, I know Tony. God damn, man. Constantly pinging me. We got merch, guys, to share. By the way, Tony, throw up the merch hcs weekly merch check it out remember all the things that you buy here not only support the show but they support me as well so you can support me you can support the show everybody's happy it's a win-win and you get some nice clothing to boot so that would be an amazing initiative if you guys could help us out there and buy some awesome merch and uh and like i said in the beginning of the show you can listen to episodes you don't have to be here to watch them even though we got a lot of really handsome amazing looking guests on our show and you got a lot of incentive to watch the show you can always listen to it go to hcsweekly.com and we have the itunes and we have the google play podcast versions of the episodes there as well and spotify will come shortly so that closes our episode for today thank you so much for joining me once again i'll see you guys next week